We glorify you, Jesus. Amen. Well, why don't we stay standing? I'm about to introduce our first speaker. Here tonight, we have three great speakers from all different walks of life. And we're in our month of hashtag relationship goals. And relationships are such an important aspect of every one of our lives. Or we all have all kinds of different relationships. And God's heart and God's plan for our life is that our relationships are flourishing, that they're healthy. And this month we're going to be looking into how do we do that and God, how God wants to help us and transform our relationships of all different kinds. And tonight... We're going to be focusing on how to build great friendships all in all our areas of our world. So without further ado, our first speaker tonight, he runs a pumping prayer group. He runs a great business. He's just the funniest guy. He loves God. He loves people. He's a great husband and a great father. And it's our honor to have him speaking tonight. Church, can we welcome David Crowder. Oh, thank you, Pastor Dan. Cheers, mate. Good evening, church. As Dan said, you can be seated, and thank you, band. I'll get straight into this. Hey, I'm going to get moving fast, because I'm really excited about this message. It's straight from my heart. Oh, it's going to be good. I'm going to talk about how to choose friends and prosper together. Uh, But before I do, uh, one person, Josh Stott, Pastor Josh Stott, not only is he my, has he been my leader, he's become a really good friend over the last few months, and, oh, not just, sorry, not just months, but over the last few years. <laughs> but the reason for that is that Josh, he prays for me, he makes time for me, and I didn't really like this at the start, and I'll go into it a little bit more later on, but he's not afraid to have hard conversations with me as well. And Josh, I just admire, when I, when I see you working here at church, the capacity that you have, uh, the, the weight that you carry, I know some of the things that he has to do, some, as I said, some of the awkward conversations, some of the hard conversations he has to have. Man, I just admire that. And I pray and I thank God every day for blessing Pastor John and Dan with just great campus pastors like that. Guys, keep these guys in their prayer, in your prayers. Josh and Shekinah, Pastor Josh and Shekinah, they're awesome. All right, come on, let's pray. God, I pray that the Holy Spirit will use the words that I'm about to speak and give us all fresh revelation about building kingdom friendships. Amen. All right, I want to start by reading from Proverbs 18, verse 24. Uh, King Solomon wrote this, and he said this, There are friends who destroy each other, but a real friend sticks closer than a brother. Now, looking over over my long life, 30 years, oh, 30 years of friendships I've had, I've realized that a lot of them in my early life have actually been those destructive friends. And here's the thing, though, I didn't even realize it at the time. And that's how sneaky the devil is, and that's, that's what, um, that's what Sol- King Solomon was talking about there. It's not that, that they were bad people, but... When the only goal in life is the, the, the pick up women or go to the next party, well, then it's really a destructive path. It's going to be a destructive path. And, um, and that's the exact path that I was heading down 10, 15 years ago. I was, I was broke. I was dysfunctional and far away from God and actually living out the purpose that he called me to live. So that was about eight to ten years ago. But check this out. Over, over the last eight years, I've grown more, I've had more fun, and prospered more than any other season of my life. And, and the only thing that I can really put it down to is the people that I've surrounded myself with, 
here in this church. We joined this church around about eight years ago. And the kind of friends that I've made here at C3 Powerhouse. So I looked at that time and, and I realized there really is two keys that have made all the difference in the way that I, that I now choose friends, but also cultivate my friendships. And here's the thing, the, the world will tell you the total opposite of what I'm about to tell you, but if you want to follow the world and what they say is right, what the media says is right, what Hollywood says a friendship should be like, more than likely you end up in a destructive path the way that I talked about earlier on. So, you ready? They are going to be hard keys, but if you implement them, man, your life is going to change. So point number one, choose friends that will pray with you and pray for you. So as I was saying, I was, I was down, going down a path of destruction. So if you ever heard my story before, Marina and I, we've shared this story as part of our Vision Builders program. We're in nearly 60, uh, 50 grand in bad debt. And while this wasn't a pretty situation, this journey actually taught me how to pray. But more importantly, it taught me how to pray with friends. So there's actually one particular friend that I pray with every week. Um, I pray with my, my wife, Marina, every day, and she's my best friend. But um, I'm talking about here kind of um, reaching outside of your home and finding new friends to do life with. So this particular friend... I pray with him every week, and um, I reckon he probably would have heard me pray that same prayer of God, I pray against this debt, I'm coming against this debt, probably over a hundred times, because yeah, if you count it up, two, two years, um, that's 52 weeks each, so yeah, about a hundred times. So, but each week, he encouraged me, and he stood beside me, no matter how I felt, he picked me up, so, and, and here's the awesome thing. It took time, but until finally there, there was a shift, and in record time, we actually saw our debt disappear altogether. And uh, thank you. It's an awesome thing, and I've given glory to God all the time. But um, today, I still pray with the same friend, because, man, there's so much more that I know God can do in my life. And, and we're not believing for debt to be canceled now. We're believing for multi-million dollar deals to come through, for our business to prosper, for us to take over cities, because... I think, okay, um, will we see it come into pass? Of course we will. Because there's one thing that I know, and Jesus said this in the Bible, where two or three agree on anything here on earth, it shall be done by my Father. And that's what I believe in, because that's the God that I serve. And I've seen him do it once with our, with our debt situation, so I know and I have faith that he'll do it again now that we're looking for bigger things and better things, and we're doing it together with our friends for the kingdom. So... The, 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 thing, the thing is, because when you, when you pray together, here's a beautiful thing, and, and it's unlike anything else in the world. It's the only thing that I can kind of relate it to is an investment, because you're pouring out into a people, but at the same time, you're getting filled with faith. You're, you're getting pumped up about what he's believing for, so that jumps on you as well. So God actually reverses that. It's, I call it the reverse refreshing effect. All righty, so moving on really quickly. Where do you find these kind of friends? Well, this is what I had to do to start with. I had to look at my current friends, and I said, okay, well, are they willing to pray with me? They weren't. Can I see myself praying with them? Not at that time until they start coming in and start understanding why and who Jesus is. So I had to realize, okay, I need to stop investing that amount of time into those friends. And what I did is I joined a group here at church, which is option B, the easy option. Join a prayer group. I hear there's a really, really good one. Thursday mornings, 5 a.m., 
every Off Connect week. It's powerful. It's mine. I run it. <laughs> it's called the upper room. Alrighty. So that's point number one. Point number two, choose friends that are not afraid to have the hard conversation with you. Again, this goes against everything the world says. And this is the hard one. And it's guaranteed to take you out of your comfort zone. I've actually come out with a tweetable um, line here. Sometimes we have to step out of our comfort zone to let the devil know he's about to be dethroned. You can tweet that. I'll let you have it. <laughs> but that, that's exactly what a good friend will help you do. Not being afraid to call you out when you're out of line. And look, believe it or not, I've actually got some experience with this area too. Not on the giving end so much, but rather on the receiving end. Um, because as I told you, I was a pretty bad steward with finances. So my friend actually had to call me out on things. He had to have some serious conversations. I haven't had too many marriage fails like Pastor Josh um, shared this morning. But, um, but I, have, I have displayed some questionable behavior. And I've had friends that were big enough to actually call me out on it. And our marriage has actually prospered because of that. And I've, because I've been big enough to listen to that. And... Believe it or not, I've actually had a phone call from our senior minister, Pastor John himself, and let's just say it was about some behavioral modification issues that I had to make in my life. So church, I'm here to tell you, if there's enough grace in heaven for me, there's surely enough grace in heaven for you, all right? And that's why, and that's why I'm not afraid to actually have my friends call me out. It's good for me. They're there to bring the light to the situation. But then Jesus, his blood, it covers it all with grace. And that's why he died on the cross for us. That's what, that's what this all, is all about. But it's also why he wants us to have friends. Friends that stick closer than a brother, like King Solomon said. Like, and, and, I, and, and these friends that stick closer than a brother, it's, um, I call these people our accountability partners. And over the years... I've, I've had accountability partners in connect groups, my leaders, and, and my mentors. And church, if I want to leave you with one thing, there's no better place than this house, C3 Powerhouse, than, um, than to find great leaders, great friends, and great frienders, and great mentors, sorry, and <laughs> friendors. <laughs> Hashtag friendors. That's pretty cool. I've got to, come on, come on, I've got to finish up here. Uh, but all it takes really, and this is what I found over the years, because we came here knowing no one, all it takes is staying behind after the service, meeting some new people, opening your home, having someone over for lunch or dinner, or join a group. That's what it's all about. Come on, let me pray for you. Father, I thank you that you love this church. I thank you that you're for every single person in this church, that you want us to prosper and you want us to have great relationships. I pray that tonight is a night where people will get make a decision to get off any destructive paths and start following you and finding the best friends possible. Amen. Amen. Hey, let's give it up for David Crowder. How good is that? How to make great friend doors. <laughs> That's so good. From like Harry Potter or something, but... That's so powerful. Finding friends who will pray with you, to pray for you. Oh, I love that. And friends who aren't afraid to have those conversations that will help shape your destiny. Thank you so much, Dave, for sharing your journey. So let's honor Dave again. Great work, man. That was powerful.
Well, I'm going to invite up our second speaker. She is a great leader. Uh, she runs a, another pumping group in young adults uh, alongside her husband, who we heard from earlier. Uh, what I so admire about Katie, uh, she just loves people so much. She will do anything she possibly could to help another person. Her heart is just carries God's heart for people. And she is a phenomenal preacher. I know we're going to get blessed tonight. Let's welcome up Katie Sutton. Woohoo! Let's go. Thanks, Dan. Good evening, everyone. I just want to say a massive happy Mother's Day to all the mums out there. How awesome are mums? But, you know, I also do just want to mention uh, mum-to-be in the house tonight, and that is our campus pastor, Shekinah Stott. Uh, I know. Give it up for her. She's amazing. But, you know, this woman of God is incredible, and I call her a friend, and I'm so thankful that she's in my world. She's a woman of strength. She loves big, prays big, and I just, like, see her as such an inspiration to me. Like, I've just got married, and I just so look up to you as a wife and woman of God in the house, and you love God, and you love this place, and I just, you're awesome, and I'm so thankful for you. So, yeah, give it up for Shekinah. That's awesome. And I'm super excited to speak on hashtag relationship goals. And, um, you know, for me, I um, grew up, I was raised and born, born and raised in the UK. And um, I grew up in a Christian family. Um, but, you know, I, did, I wasn't planted in a church. We didn't regularly attend a church. And so for me, I didn't have any Christian friends. Um, you know, and I started, like, it wasn't a big deal until I hit high school. And I went to high school and it was kind of like I had all these people around me, but they weren't planted in church. And so what happened was, um, you know, I was the only Christian that I knew of, literally, in my whole school. And so that made it hard, right? And because I didn't have friends outside of school, I like felt this urgency to keep the friends that I had. So what happened was I started to let my values slide. And I started to, um, like habits started to form, like I began swearing, I began drinking every weekend, going out, getting drunk, and um, you know, lying to my parents about where I was. I started getting into toxic relationships. And I just like, the, the more I did that, the more I connected with these people, the further away I felt from God, and it wasn't long before I actually turned my back on God. And you know, in Proverbs 13, 20, it says this, become wise by walking with the wise, hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. How powerful is this? When we become close to people, we become like them. And you might have heard the saying, oh, um, you know, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. And that's basically what this um, scripture is saying. It's like, you know, if you get around people, if you walk alongside people that love Jesus and want to grow in him, that's what you're going to become like. But if you're hanging out with people that have different values and different beliefs to you, what you're going to find is you're going to find yourself going on a completely different track. And, you know, I notice this in my life. The more I live this lifestyle connected with those people, um, you know, then I just found it hard. Like, I... I um, just felt empty, and it wasn't good, you know, and um, so I got, God actually opened up this door for me to step out of this lifestyle that I built myself, and um, he, let, he sent me to YWAM, which is a Christian organization in Hawaii. Um, I was a nanny there, so um, an amazing thing came up, and you know, this is where I recommitted my life to God. 
and um, you know, for the first time in a long time, I I felt a sense of peace and belonging. And you know, um, it was like this experience that really changed my life. And when I was there, I made this decision that I was gonna invest into these Christians that God had placed around me and like just focus on Him. And you know, sometimes bold decisions can completely like change your destiny. And um, in Proverbs 27, 17, it says this, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. You know, iron is known for its strength, and it's so important that we have strong friends around us that will strengthen us and help us grow in our walk with God. You know, I found this to be true in Hawaii. As I spent time with um, the people that God had placed around me, I actually felt sharpened and like he was sharpening me and redefining me to all that he called me to be. And, um, you know, old ways just began to drop off me. And I was just so hungry for God. And I just want to, you know, you guys, you ask yourself tonight this question. Do you have good friends, like strong friends surrounding you? You know, are your current friends, are they pulling you closer to God or are they pushing you away from God? You know, I found the best way to build strong friendships is to be part of a group. And, you know, a group is just a small group of people that get together in houses or cafes. And, um, you know, I wanted to surround myself with people that had the same values as me, people that were strong in God. And so I actually joined uh, an amazing woman's group. And, um, you know, I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that it was the easiest thing going to the group for a first time. I literally, the night came and I was like making a million excuses in my head as to why I shouldn't go or why I couldn't go, but I decided to push past those feelings and I went. And you know, I'm so glad that I did because my leader, she picked me up and she'd written me this card and on the front it said friend and on the inside it was this beautiful encouraging word and it all just broke the ice in that moment and I just felt like so connected in and it was awesome, you know? And um. It was that moment, like every fortnight I made a decision that I was going to go. And, you know, we would go and we would connect with each other. We would hear like a revelation that someone had had, something that God had spoken to them about. We would pray. We would encourage each other. And, you know, I gained incredible see- like friends in this season. And just to name one is Chantel Morris. <laughs> Um, you know, we all along our friendship, we've always just pointed at each other towards Jesus, that we've grown in each other, we've encouraged each other, and um, I love that, and that's what friendship is all about, is just doing the journey together. And, um, you know, this lifelong friendship, like, just all came out of me pushing through my nerves and going to that group and stepping out. And, you know, it's true, you don't always feel like taking a night out to go to a group or making time to come to church on Sunday, but I've found that, like, I've never heard anyone say that they regretted it. Like, I've never heard that. Um, You know, and I'm a completely different person now to who I was five years ago when I first started attending that group because as I've gotten around, like, women of God, people that love Jesus, like, I've just completely grown in Him and been strengthened in Him. And, you know, you might be here thinking, I don't have strong friends like in my world, Um, you know, that they're not drawing me closer to God. Well, I just love to encourage you tonight to join a group. And, you know, you might even be, oh, I used to go to a group, but I don't anymore. Like, I'd encourage you to re-engage. 
Um, and you know, you can do this tonight. It's super easy. You can go out into the foyer. There's a next step zone and someone will be able to talk to you about it and just like let you know some groups that are happening or our website, which is really cool. Like you can go on there and take your pick because there's a lot and it'll tell you like what night they run and who's running them. And me and my husband have one, which is pretty cool. So, you know, <laughs> just throw a plug in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, you may also be sitting here thinking, you know, like, oh, I go to a group, but I don't have a close friend. You know, I'd love to encourage you to keep turning up, because as you do, I know great friendships will be formed. And, you know, I'd just love to pray for us tonight, so if we can all just close our eyes. Lord God, I just pray for every single person right here, Lord God, that as we make a bold decision, Lord God, to just pick who carefully who we're surrounding ourselves with Lord God I just pray Lord God that you would just you would just form great friendships Lord God that we would just grow deeper Lord God and our friends around us Lord that they would just sharpen us Lord God that we would grow together in you Jesus and we love you so much and we thank you in Jesus name amen thank you awesome Katie let's give it up how good is that there's something so powerful about hearing people's stories. And, you know, thank you so much for sharing your story of how you got connected and what that did in your life. And, oh, we love groups at our church. We're a church of many groups. And if you are a young adult here, Keegan and Katie, as they said, run a mixed group on a Wednesday night. Make sure you go see them after if you don't go to a group. Or maybe you're a business guy. Dave actually runs a business prayer group every Friday. And if you're interested in that, make sure you go see him after and he'll tell you all about it, which will be really good. But why don't we give it up for Katie again. Thank you so much. We find friends in groups. Well, our last speaker here tonight uh, is uh, Nick Hickman, and he, uh, he is a phenomenal leader. For many years, he led our youth band, uh, which has now transitioned to Jai, who led us really well tonight, the band, didn't they do wonderful? And he's now our assistant music director under the great leadership of Lisa. He, he runs a pumping senior high group, and, you know, Nick is just a worshiper at heart, a lover of people, and he serves God so brilliantly. Can we stand to our feet and welcome up Nick Hickman? Man. Love you, bro. Yes. As Dan said, I did used to run youth band, and um, that was my favorite thing to do at church, and still is. So tonight was a real joy. You guys can sit down. Don't stand up. <laughs> um, tonight was a, like the best fun getting to play with them tonight. That was sick. Um, but Dan and Eb Frecker, right? These guys are neck level. Like... No, like you laugh, but honestly, since Dan got saved, he's been my leader pretty much. Like he got saved and two weeks later, he's like pretty much running youth. <laughs> and, um, but like consistently, they take on more than I think that they can handle. Like they do stuff, like they're going to Melbourne and I'm like, I believe in you and I believe that God's going to, but I'm also like, you guys are crazy. Um, but there is, there's no job that's too big or too small for Dan and that. Like, they're going to Melbourne to plan a campus, um, but they'll put out chairs, they'll stay till the end to help us pack up. Like, they're just genuinely really good people and some of my closest friends. I love you guys. Um, but we're going to take it right back, right, to Genesis. And uh, God's making stuff, right? It's a good time. He makes the heavens. It's good. Makes the earth. It's good. Makes trees and plants. It's good. Makes Adam. It's good. And the very first thing in the whole Bible that is not good, 
right? The very first thing that God goes, this is not good. If we can chuck that, oh, it's already up there. You guys are on it. Um, God says, it is not good that man should be alone. And I can imagine the angels are in heaven. They're partying. They're like, this is good. That's good. Everything's good. And God says, it's not good. And they're all like, oh, okay. And like the start of 2012, like I was alone. <laughs> um, yeah, mood just... Um, but like seriously, like I had friends, but no one that would I'd say had my back. And I saw people with best friends, and oh, that's cool. I, I'd like one of those. That'd be nice. And uh, like you might be here tonight because I'm naturally a really introverted person, right? As you can tell. Uh, but <laughs> uh, you might be here tonight and be like, you know what? I've got my relationship with God, and that's all good. You know, you wake up every morning to Christ is enough. You're like, Christ is enough for me, and. Like that's, that's your thing, right? But um, the Bible says it's not, actually. <laughs> because Adam, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to throw a crazy thought out there that Adam, who at this point had never sinned in his life, he'd only been alive for like three days, uh, he probably had a better relationship with God than you do. And God wasn't enough for him, right? He needed people. So I'm just going to throw out the idea that maybe you need people and not just God. Okay. Uh, so I'm there, and I'm like in grade 12 at school, and I don't really have any good friends. And I was like, I don't know what to do. There's no way I'm going to talk to someone because that's crazy. <laughs> uh, I'm not just going to go and like chat to someone. So um, I, pr- I prayed, and I was in. It wasn't like a big crazy prayer where you're like, God, you are holy and might. It wasn't any of that. I didn't fast. It wasn't even at church. It was in the car park at Macca's. Don't know what I was doing there, but. There I was, and I prayed, and I was just like, God, I want a friend who's my... Be specific with your prayers too, right? That's a freebie. Specific with your prayers. Um, And I was like, God, I want a friend who's my age, who has a similar personality to me, similar interests, and loves you as much as I do, right? And um, you know what's actually really cool is that God cares. Like, it's not like I pray that prayer and it gets, like, put in the middle of the prayer list. But then Pastor John prays a prayer and it's, like, up the top. Like, God actually really... No, but the thing is, right, you laugh, but God actually really, really does care. Uh, Like, my Bible says that Jesus came so that we could have life and life to the fullest, right? God doesn't want you to be lonely. So you can pray that prayer. Um, And so I prayed that prayer and a couple weeks later, Sam Byrne walks into church, hey? Burnsy. And I meet him, and I'm like, oh, this guy's like my age, similar personality, similar interests. Anyway, God, if you can send me that friend, that'd be awesome. And I just like completely missed it, right? Like he's there, and it's like, he probably loves, oh, I probably love God more than him, but (laughs) that's a joke. Um, But like God literally, like within weeks, he came to church. And I was chatting to him about it on Friday, actually. And he said that he prayed like the same prayer, um, which is cool, because God's just like teeing us up. Um, but he came to church and Dan, Dan Frecker, again, always Dan Frecker, the man, was like, hey, Nick, you'd be really good friends with Sam. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know. And he's like, no, no, you'd be like really good friends with Sam. And it got to the point, I remember there was one day, we're, at, we're in the church office, and Dan's like, Nick, you know who you'd be really good friends with? And I was like, Sam Byrne? And he's like, yeah, Sam Byrne. I was like, oh, shocker. Um, and I was just like, I was not, I, it's like the Holy Spirit was throwing me a friend, and I was just not picking it up, because I, there was no way I was talking to a new person, right? Uh, like, what if he doesn't like me? It's really scary. Um, like I'm the, you know, when at the end of the service, when they're like, oh, we've got, like, we've got dinner tonight, right? Bob's Cruising Kitchen. 
And you know when they're like, oh, shout someone dinner. And like inside, you go, I don't even want to talk to the people in line with me. <laughs> like, I don't want to talk to the person serving me. They're really nice, but like, can we just get the window set up like Maccas and we can just, like, I just don't want to talk to anyone because people are scary, right? Like, that's what I think at least. Uh, but you know what's actually really crazy is that the Bible doesn't say, oh, if you're uncomfortable or if you're an introvert, just don't worry about it. That's all good. Um, Because what the Bible actually says in Joshua is it says, um, God says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous, right? And because it is scary, but the thing is, God's got your back and he cares, right? And so um, me and Bernsey eventually became friends. We got set up on like a date with Dan. It was awesome. And then we started to serve in youth together. And then we met some other guys who, because what happens, right? This is crazy. This will blow your mind. When you serve on a team that you care about, you're like with people that have similar interests to you. Like if you're on the worship team, I'm assuming you like music. And you know what's really crazy is that other people on the worship team like music too. And so you can just talk about music. Or if you're on the youth team, you can talk about how cool your ripped jeans are. Or if you're on the kids team, you can, like you're probably a really fun person if you're on the kids team. And then you'll be with other really fun people, right? You've got those aligning interests. So me and Bernsey start serving in youth together. And we meet some other guys. And then um, we get roped into doing this thing on Mother's Day. Hello, it is Mother's Day. If you've forgotten, you've got like two hours after church finishes to go and get something. Um, but we do this thing for Mother's Day. If we can chuck that first photo up, right? There we go. All right, so look how awkward we are because we don't know each other. <laughs> um, but this is, this is the first time that those five guys hung out together, right? We're serving in church, practicing for a Mother's Day item. Our OG chat name was the, on Facebook was the Mother's Day Gang. And... Um, so we're there and we're serving. And then over 2016 and 2017, all five of us served in youth and also on, on the worship team, right? And then if we can chuck that next photo up, right? This is us a bit later. Jacob made the cut at some point. <laughs> um, but like, honestly, these guys are my best friends, right? Like these are my guys that I do life with. These are my guys, like Dave said, they can call me on anything. They, I know I can go to them and pray. Um, like, I know they've got my back all the time, even if some of them aren't here on the sunny coast right now, like Jackson's in Sydney and Isaac's in Canada. I know that I can call them about anything, and they've always got my back. And the thing is, right, I didn't, it, like, it wasn't crazy how I did it. I just prayed, right, really easy prayer, which you can do, and I'd served. I joined the dream team, which you can do after the service. Um, like, that's, that's it. It's not, it's like most things in Christianity, it's not actually that tricky, but sometimes it can be a bit hard. But just remember, God's got your back and he's told you to be strong and courageous. So just go for it. Let's pray. Close your eyes. Don't clap. Just pray. Jesus, I thank you that you love us. I thank you that you've called us to not be alone. I thank you that you've got our backs in every situation. In your name, amen. Amen. Go on, let's put our hands together for Nick. You're amazing. So good. Weren't our merge speakers just phenomenal tonight? Dave, Katie, Nick, I, I, I like this. I'm really loud right now. You guys are amazing. Great words tonight. So encouraging. So practical. We love, can we give it up for them one more time? So good.